0: All right, welcome back to the big program. Eight o'clock in Edmonton. Let's update you on our month of giving with Jason Greger and today's auction item that we are helping out a little bit with, uh, a package for 10 people, four of them. One of them is me. The second is our Thursday co-host, Ladislav Schmid, Eddie Steele and David Schlemko. plus you and five guests at... Dinner for six at Chop Steakhouse Ellerslie or downtown. Five course dinner, pairings, your choice beverages, private room, the whole bit, and we'll do it in twenty twenty four. Laddie's no eat? carbs. No, nope. Laddie's in the studio. You're fired up for this event.
1: I am. I'm very fired up. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: and uh, do you know what the appetizer is? They used to have. Uh, I I don't know, but I like steak bites from oh. Chop.
0: I think they're making a special appetizer: taco in a bag.
1: <laughs> You want me to throw up at eight oh one already? Oh God! We are at at this again. <laughs> talk, I I had that conversation with my wife, and she's never she's never came across the Taco uh, in the bell. in uh, the back. Uh, it, it must be an Alberta thing. I, I think. I, I think don't know. Duke, is it, it an Alberta thing? I don't know. I think it's maybe a w- it's a
2: Canadian thing, but I'm sure there's. She's
1: from Ontario. She's Bert? never seen it. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: Have we got Speck, on? Huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be talking about this little auction item as the show progresses, Laddie. Uh, time now for On the Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day as we welcome in Sportsnet's Mark Spector. Morning, Spec.
3: Morning, gentlemen. What's going on, boys?
0: Laddie's fired up for the taco in the bag spec would you
1: taco ever put in that the, in your mouth?
3: Taco in the bag. I never even heard of taco yeah, in Thank the bag. you.
1: Oh my god, civilized person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Duke was all now. over it. He was <laughs> he's <is> all <laughs> over the taco in the back. Oh boy. What
3: what food would you eat out of a bag? I other d- than
1: like well, mix? I'm not an animal, right? Well, humans are animals, yeah. but but I mean like come on. <laughs> You've never
0: had it, Speck, you know, you just clip it off and then you put your ground beef in, your lettuce, tomato and sour cream, salsa, mix it up and you eat it like a taco salad. It's just in a bag.
3: So those are for people that don't have bowls at home. Is that what we're yes, saying? Yes, it's
1: on the go. <laughs> thank you, thank you, we're finally, guy. Why, on don't, my side. why don't we just why don't we just have taco in a trough, Kev? How about that? <laughs> Let's go to the big barn eat, and just then like then we can all
3: eat together. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know what, Spec? So this is Laddie's final show. Before he goes to Czech for Christmas, right,
1: Laddie? Yeah, yeah, but I I will, I will try to join you from Czech.
0: Yeah, the motherland. He's gonna join us, uh, I believe, next week. And I said to Laddie, I said, when do you want to come on? And he goes, how about four o'clock, Czech time? And I go, okay, well, how many? What's the difference? And he goes, well, it's eight-hour difference. I go, well, Spec is on a date, and Laddie goes, yeah, I know. I want his slot just like Frank took it over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are team players, right? I I want to be on the show while Speck is on. That's what that's what I meant. Oh. I would never I would never steal your spot, Spec. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell
3: you what, I'll steal your place in Czech over
1: Christmas um. and you can stay here and do the show every day.
0: How about that? <laughs> well, Laddie says he's going to be doing some skiing over the spec. and I know you're a big skier.
1: Uh, good, I, good. No, well, nice. well, I just, the ski report in Czech is very poor right now. Oh. It's It's been pouring rain. So sadly, I won't <laughs> do any of that. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah.
1: So. All right, boys. Hey, Speck, just
0: saw the article posted uh, that you did with Zach Hyman. Uh, can you touch on that? How it came about and just, uh, man, the importance of it.
3: Yeah, I've just uh, kind of been talking to Zach about this uh, over the course of the last few months with what's going on back, uh, you know, in the war in uh, Israel and Gaza. And, you know, this the article's not about that. It's not about the conflict over there, which <clears throat> has gone on for a long time but it's more about anti-Semitism here in, in Canada like Zach's high school he went to in Toronto has had two bomb threats you know, so here's a guy whose grandparents survived the Holocaust, and it's 2023 now, and anti-Semitism is, is as we can see, I think there, there's statistics in the piece, is on the rise, and I think that's what he wanted to say was, what's, what's happening here? Like, we're supposed to be going in, not just anti-Semitism, any kind of misogyny and, and racial discrimination, we're supposed to be getting smarter in our world, we're supposed to be getting more accepting in our world. And here we are. It's starting to go the other way, particularly against Jewish people, uh, of whom uh, Zach Hyman is a leader in the Jewish community, and he felt it was time to speak up. So I hope I did the piece justice, but really it's Zach's voice. It's not my writing. Mm-hmm. And I thought he had some wise words in that piece.
0: And he, I mean, we are lucky because he's such a well-spoken person. And then when you throw a topic like this in, I mean, it just even makes it that much more that you see <clears> – <throat> Uh, how you know the dynamic of a person you know on a subject like this well
1: yeah if if I can yeah. jump in, yeah, I suggest for people who are not educated enough, take the plane to Europe go to go to the concentration camps and go through it and have just, you been have Yes, you been? I have we have a concentration camp in czech i 've been there. I had goosebumps it's like out of the horror movie you see the pictures of people suffering there and it's like they're breathing down your back you honestly like you feel it it's just people should really take the time and go there and then get educated it's my country has been in a war you know my ancestors fought in the war it's it were hor- it was horror my my dad was born uh, in the war he went through it he was telling me some stories H- horrible mm-hmm. so maybe do that first before you you know do anything else mm-hmm. that's just my suggestion because it's, yeah, it, it, it was a horrible time and we don't want to bring that back which is happening right now <laughs> unfortunately but yeah um, it's, it's just I, very sad I think- I, I'm, glad, I'm glad Zach spoke up mm-hmm.
3: I think we we've in some ways in our society a little bit, and we're getting off sports here. But we've lost the word freedom has has we've kind of lost the meaning of the word freedom. When I hear people say that you know Canada's not a free place, I think of you know I don't I assume, laddie, that your dad was born in occupied or maybe prior to occupied yeah. Czech Republic, and then it became occupied during his lifetime, right?
1: Yeah. Uh... Is that? Well, so my, my dad is 85. So he was born year before the uh, Second World War started. So towards the end, like the, to 1945, he was like seven years old. So he can remember German police going through his house, searching it, and like people being arrested, killed publicly. He remembers that. And, mm-hmm. you know, as, as his life went on, you know, he played hockey. But then they got occupied, we got occupied again by Russians for nearly 30 years, for over 30 years. Yeah. You know, so like Czech was always under, basically, for what what my dad or my mom remembered, they were, you know, always under some other big country mm-hmm. occupying us, and so the yeah. Czech people were stripped of their rights. I'd say, and you know, we are very proud people, but it was it was some tough times for, especially my parents or, you know, other other people. It wasn't easy, and uh, you know, now we are finally finally free. Last since like eighty nine, and you know, uh, I'd say like a lot of people in in Czech, like I, I'm sh- other countries also b- been suffering, you know. So that that's that's why yeah. I say before you start like dipping into politics and like what's right, what's wrong, educate yourself.
0: That's number one. Yeah. And spec when you do an an article, an interview like this, uh, it's different. Obviously, if, when you go about to do a piece like this. I mean, it's like night and day from what you normally do. So, uh, just touch on how you went about it.
3: Well, it's different everywhere because you know it's different that you when you bring this. I mean, Zach and I, we have a you know a relationship, a reporter-player relationship. We've got to know each other. He obviously trusts me. I, I know that he is a man of very high character. So we work it out between us. But you know, I'll I'll let you in a little bit when you bring a piece like this back to your your media outlet. Now they are, you know, they're trying, they want to be supportive of what you're writing here and they want to support me and they want to support Zach Hyman. But these pieces come with blowback, right? Mm -hmm. Pieces like this come with blowback now and more and more. That's why I'm writing it, is because it's coming with blowback. So you kind of put a, you know, a difficult piece down on the editorial board table back in Toronto, I'm not there. And the people there have to make choices and do the right things. And, and I'm glad that, you know, there are some pieces, I'm here to tell you, and it's not just my place. There are some pieces where the the, the people that run your newspaper or your website would say, we don't want the trouble. We're not running this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there are pieces like that. And I'm happy to say my place, you know, it went through a rigorous editorial process, but we ran that piece and there will be blowback and we're ready to take it. And I like that. We should be, right? Someone should stand up. The very same way that, that we give and should give, uh, you know, the Kim and and Willie O'Ree and those, you know, the mm-hmm. African-American hockey people have a strong voice in our game, right? And they should. But it's harder for them to get a voice without some support from media outlets. And media outlets should support them. They should support Zach Hyman. And there should be support for anyone undergoing this kind of, you know prejudice and and being held down by people who are racist and and i'm all for it man i'm, I'm a, just a cog in the wheel <laughs> you know i'm just a an old white guy from edmonton but if i can do anything to help i'm happy to help right and so are you
0: and you know what spec check out the piece that mark did on sportsnet.ca well written and uh, kudos for you and and i mean again as you just alluded to um for Sportsnet to be, you know, willing and being a part of this because it has to be talked about. So tonight's yes. game, tonight's game, Tampa Bay and the Oilers. The Oilers going for nine in a row. I was talking to Connor Brown yesterday and I said, does uh, three weeks ago seem like a million years ago because they were 5 12, <laughs> and one, three weeks ago, <laughs> you know. Wow. So it was a panic. It was Full panic. panic well, look yeah. what happened. Coach got fired. Everything happened. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah yeah,
3: you know. Everybody so, stopped reading spec. Remember that quote? <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, it's all uh, Speck Just did it. He turned it around, Lenny. <laughs> well, I had a tweet. Uh, I had a tweet supporting the Oilers. Yeah. And fans, some fans were like very offended. My God, end of the world. Like you don't know anything, Gladi. Poland <laughs> is terrible. Like he built this team wrong. And I'm not saying like he did everything right, but just take take a breather. We'll mm-hmm. be fine, and I am I am the last person who's gonna be like I told you so. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't even like when people text me back on Twitter, and I was like, you know this this tw- this tweet is aging well, and I just like it. Like I don't need to be in somebody's face. I told you so. But it's a long season, right. and it, it could have went the other way, but it didn't. You know it 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 we could have been sitting here mm-hmm. like this is like this is impressive putting eight games together mm-hmm. today could be number nine, but you know. Things can change like just like that, so I don't want to be that guy, be like, ah, oh, you know, this is gonna be all sunshine from now on. But you never know. Hey, spec, I, I like
0: Connor Bedard. Here's a guy, eighteen year old, eighteen years old. His clip the other day. Well, what did you guys think was gonna happen around here? Like, look at who, <laughs> look at
1: who they have. Like, here's a guy that's just coming into the league. He so, signed my my son's jersey, so oh. uh, my my son is very happy. So, uh, if he is less listening, <laughs> thank you so much, Connor <laughs> Bedard. <laughs> I don't think
3: anyone had. Yeah, you know, we all could see with this roster, they would. They were going to find ways to win games again this yeah. year. The only, the 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 moment of truth, and the if if you want to call it panic, the, the the what heightened everything was when was it going to start? Like if it if they'd awaited another two weeks for it to start, yeah. you know, they today would still be nine points out of the playoff. You yeah. know, they pushed this thing to a point where. You know, certainly statistically, when you do all the stats of teams that are eight, nine points out of the playoffs on American Thanksgiving, like they're a huge outlier here. They were an outlier then. And I believe, obviously, like you guys, they got it together. They're going to make the playoffs. But when we do the stats on this thing at the end. They're going to be one of only two or three teams that ever made up a gap like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, in our world of analytics in our world where we quantify everything, it, I don't think it was unfair to look at where they were on American Thanksgiving and say, yeah. "Oh boy!" Like the percentage chance here, it's lower and lower and lower. There's not many teams that do this. So I won't be accused of panicking. I think I think I think we all said, "Hey, if you're uh, going to get this thing going, you better get it going quick."
1: I I, I totally agree. I. You know what I like the best, though they're playing with a chip on their shoulders and starting with their captain my god did did yeah, people probably see. really pissed him off, and he's like, "Okay guys, I'm going to show you now, and like you can see it it's not not just his point production. It's just he is hitting. He is everywhere. He sets the tone. It's like me watching. When I was watching Last Dance with Michael Jordan, when somebody pissed him off, mm-hmm. he was a different animal, right? And those those top notch, like once in generational talent guys, they can do it. Somebody pisses you off, they just race to the level that's like very rare. And that's what we we're seeing from Conor McDavid. And it's incredible. <laughs> and then everyone follows. Yeah, and everybody follows, right? But it's not just like, now it's not just like one, one or two lines. It's everybody. the The role guys they trust the coach. They go there. They do their jobs they're, You can feel them. They, they bring the energy and like it's throughout the lineup. And but it really starts with your top dogs and with your captain. And he is just doing what these well. I guess what he's supposed to do. But and more. It's incredible. Even more. Even mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Like yeah. It's it's incredible. I thought, I'm, I'm I very you impressed. Could.
3: I thought it was most evident when Bedard came out three and a half minutes in and scored that wicked goal the other night, yeah. which was I still think is so awesome. Yeah, we're lucky to see him do that goal. It was, yeah. it was great, but I thought that Connor McDavid jumped the boards mm-hmm. the next time and said, "Okay, boys, hang on a second here." Yeah, right. And I thought his game just went through the roof from there. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's like you say, laddie, the great players. You're not coming into the great players' barn. And outshining him, and by the time that game was over, I can think of sort of one or two Bedard plays that stick in my mind, and I can think of about seven McDavid plays. I know we only had two points, mm-hmm. yeah. but he was all over the ice; it was unbelievable.
1: <laughs> only two points, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to say. Hey? Uh,
0: I gotta leave only you, two points. Yeah. Got to leave you with this: uh, Spec Text One Eight Three Three Four Zero One Fourteen Forty. Jumpin' Jack flashes. Uh, Kevin, thanks for shining the light on Hyman and anti-Semitism and Speck and Laddie, etc. Thank you very much. Uh, I went. To To, to, I guess it's Dachau, Dachau in in Germany, many years ago, changed me forever. Thank you, Jumpin' Jack Flash. So thanks for that text and thanks, Speck, for that uh, article and Laddie for kind of talking about what you went through in in Czech. Yeah, well, thanks. So So, uh, thanks, Speck. We'll see you down at the rink, buddy. All right, boys. That's uh, on the mark, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice when we come back. Frank Saravali, Daily Face Off. What's going on in Virginia, Washington, wherever the capitals are going? I it's crazy. It. I heard it. They could be bring, bringing back Laddie Schmid for, uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it is good. It is nuts, man. Like, it uh, is. Yeah. yeah. That's coming up right after the break on Sports 1440. Stay with us. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. At Mr. Reuter, they only employ the finest organic... Green fed free-range plumbers for all your plumbing needs. Go to mrrooter.ca as we welcome in Frank Saravalli from the Daily Face-Off. Morning, Frank. You're with Kevin and Laddie. Good morning. How's it going? Ah, we've had morning. lots to I discuss. Got, so I got a far. funny
2: story for you. Yeah. So I just wrapped up taping uh, another edition of uh, the DFO Rundown with my pal Jason Greger. Mm-hmm. We are 260-some episodes in. Congratulations. Yeah. And- yeah thanks but for the first nine minutes of the show today he called me spec (laughs) no way i I finally stopped him i go yo why do you keep calling me spec what's up with that and he's like oh my god i'm really sorry i just he said i was just reading one of spec's articles he's talking about zach hyman and and the work that he's done off the ice and and I guess Speck obviously precedes me on your show, so I figured you'd enjoy it. But I was like, "Stop calling me Speck. Not to say Are you offended. Thing like I, I love Mark Spector, but like,
1: oh whoa I am whoa 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 whoa, you love laugh? <laughs> Mark Specter? Yeah,
2: I, I love Speck. Speck's a great guy.
1: Oh okay okay, that's why you stole his spot last week. <laughs> we still talk about it. <laughs>
0: What's that? <laughs> he
2: he
1: stole, Lad- his Laddie his said he stole
0: his time time slot last week.
2: Oh yeah, no, I just <laughs> I I forget why we swapped. Yeah, oh. I don't know
0: what it was. Yeah, either. I just had
2: something to do. Yeah, so we yeah. Sw- it's not a big deal. No, I, I, we've why, had, why did it throw everyone off there? No,
0: it didn't. We've had we've we had a lot of We had a lot of fun with it, yeah, uh, Frank, did. because Laddie's going to check on Saturday, and I said, Laddie, do you want to just do a hit? And he says, uh, Yeah, I'll do it at four p.m. And I go, like, check time. And he says, uh, I said, well, what's the time difference? He said, eight hours. I said, well, that's when spec goes on at eight in the morning. And he goes, yeah, I want specs slot just like Frank took it.
1: <laughs> ah, there you go. We, laddie. where Power. are you going? Uh, I'm going to visit my family, just uh, north of uh, Prague. We, uh, I still what's have the town? Liberec, it's called. Oh, I've been to Liberec. Oh, you
2: have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Liberec, Pardubice okay. I've been all over oh, I've, nice. I've, I've been to Ostrava, Ostrava. I've, I've gotten the whole Czech tour All <laughs> hockey tournaments and yeah. stuff I've been to
1: What is your favorite city, I'm gonna guess Prague
2: uh, I, I, To be honest, I've never really spent An extended period of time in Prague Because the mm. tournament is always somewhere else
1: Somewhere else, yeah, I know uh, Pardubice is where Hemsky's from yeah. yeah, Hammer is from there Heyduk, Hashek, all these mm-hmm. great names Yeah, Great beer Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> give me a give me a Pilsner Urkel right now.
1: <laughs> That's my guy. Oh that boy. No, that boy, I can't <laughs> oh. Hey Frank, can you shed any
0: possible light on what's going on in Washington, Virginia, Ted Leonsis, government officials, etc., cetera, etc cetera?
2: It seems like they're quite locked in here though. I can't help but feel like it's a big game of chicken. Like, they've got this unbelievable opportunity that Ted Leonsis seemed to be smiling ear to ear on in Virginia, right in the shadow of Ronald Reagan National Airport, if you've been there. Mm. And it's not very far on a map from where the Washington Capitals play now. It's about four miles total. But it might as well be on the other side of the earth if you are a D.C. resident if you live in downtown Washington DC, because it's a pain in the arse to get to. Oh. And it's actually a huge pain for a lot of their fan base. The Caps spent the first 26 years in franchise history playing in Landover, Maryland, right near where the Washington Redskins play now. So they will have gone from the Maryland side of the, of DC to playing in DC in Chinatown itself. And then now four miles across the river and down the road, which just is kind of a nightmare in terms of what their fan base looks like. A lot of upheaval, and I mentioned Game of Chicken because at the same exact time that news broke that the Caps and Wizards are looking to move, oh, by the way, Washington, D.C. suddenly found $500 million to give them (laughs) towards a renovation of Capital One Arena to stay in Chinatown. I, I never know how to handicap this. It's kind of still far off in the distance of 2028, but there's certainly a lot happening in D.C.
0: So we got, I guess, guys, you know, uh, officials fighting over the Capitals, but in Arizona they can't get anything going. So. <laughs> well,
2: that's because no one's fighting over the Coyotes. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest.
1: So so you think if they would move to, to that other location, they would lose quite a bit of fans? Do you...
2: I just think it's it's going to be a different set of fans. And, mm. and that's kind of the big point that a lot of people would make is look at the Golden State Warriors. They played in Oakland forever. Mm. They move across the bay to San Francisco, and it's not even really downtown. And they build this gleaming $2 billion palace that's unbelievable. Mm. The building's full every night. But it's not the same people that were in Oakland on a night-to-night basis. So I think you have to be careful, uh, Mm. particularly at a moment of transition for the franchise. You've had some really loyal fans for the last 15 years since Alex Ovechkin arrived. I think the last thing you want to do is alienate that group, but I haven't heard anyone, you know, sort of stamping their feet too loudly. Maybe they have a subsection of fans that are in Virginia, and if not, they appear to be pretty confident that they'll be able to generate
0: more. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you make of uh, Craig Berube uh, fired oh, in man. St. Louis and former oiler Drew Bannister uh, takes over, Frank?
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's Calahoo, Alberta native. Craig Kalahoo, Berube, yeah, we
0: talked about it all morning. And, yeah, the, the chief from Kalahoo, yeah.
2: yep. Yep. Um, surprising in the sense that this is a team that's only one point out of a playoff spot, and they have a general manager in Doug Armstrong who came on my podcast last month and really explained how he doesn't expect this team to compete that he acknowledged that they're in what he would term as a retool, trying to regroup and be a Stanley Cup contender again in two to three years. So if that's the case, why a coaching change? I think there was a number of things that he saw along the way, compete, work ethic, playing down to opponents Mm -hmm. um, that really opened the door. And and I Mm -hmm. think there was also some lineup things going on too. I think Jacob Verana and, and the way that situation played out uh, certainly didn't help. I think uh, Doug Armstrong wanted to see Jacob Rona get more opportunity and ice time. Uh, that didn't happen. He ends up being a healthy scratch for a period of time. They have to waive him. Not a great situation. And and maybe when you add in a four-game losing streak, those things kind of pile up, and you end up with a coaching change.
1: Yeah, I I, I read the piece with mm-hmm. uh, with Doug Armstrong, and he. Yeah, you mentioned a few things. He said he wasn't seeing any changes. He didn't know what team he's going to get on on each night. So Yeah, so, playing down to opponents. Yeah. So, so I, I think this has been going on for, it seemed like for a while. And it, then you add Jacob Rana to that. So I, 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 I'm assuming here, but he probably wanted Craig Berube to play him a little bit more, you know, at yeah. least – You know, give him a chance, maybe even like drive up his value, and then you can trade him, right? I'm I'm sure there's going to be probably teams still interested in him. No, he's still fairly young.
0: Uh, Yeah, I. I, Sorry, Frank. Ship has kind of sailed on. uh, Yeah, I was just going to say. So yeah, waivers. But uh, Frank, did you have did you have the Blues making the playoffs this year, Frank? I did not. Okay, me me neither. Yeah, so I mean, they're just trying to get a little bumpier right now. I guess it's it's not even.
2: I don't think it's for playoffs. I think it's for the long term. And and I'll be honest, I think. I'm if you injected truth serum into Doug Armstrong, I think he would tell you that Craig Ruby was not really his guy. And not to say they didn't get along, didn't work well, weren't good friends. It's just that they won a Stanley Cup when he was the interim guy. They win a game seven in Boston, have this miraculous turnaround that year from last place in the league to winning the cup. And you have to give that guy a contract. Mm-hmm. He has to stick around. Then he gets an extension, and there hasn't really even been a window over these last four to five years to say, hey, we're going to make a change because of X. It's almost like he finally got the reasoning, the reason and the opening and took it.
0: We had Andy Strickland on earlier today, and he feels, well, just like exactly what you said, Frank, that Drew Bannister is going to be just an interim guy. He doesn't think that he'll be the, the main guy down the road, that Ruby was just the main guy because of his playoff success. Do you think a guy like either A. J. Woodcroft, B, Dean Evason could resurface in St. Louis?
2: I do. I think they'd be silly to not consider those guys. I think if anything, watching the Oilers turn around – and the Wild really aren't any different. Yep. Consider that on the day Dean Everson was fired, a 31-goal scorer from last year in Matt Boldy had one goal. <laughs> How yeah. many does he have today? Seven. Yeah. It's only been like two weeks. So they've come back. Their penalty kill has come back. Their goaltender has provided a save. I'm not, not to say that they shouldn't have made the coaching change or that the Oilers shouldn't have made the coaching change. The point being – Did anyone really think the Oilers were going to carry on all year the way that they were? No. No. And Jay Woodcroft is a good coach. Dean Evason is a good coach. I think if anything, watching some of those guys now hit the market. And I think Craig Berube with his track record, given what I just said about not really giving Doug Armstrong an opening to fire him for the last four years is a good coach. So, If anything, it should embolden some of these other teams that are maybe on the fence that for the first time in a long time, it feels like to me, there's some really qualified coaches in the pool to be plucked. Uh,
0: From your Eastern standpoint, Frank, what do you make of uh, the Oilers' eight-game run and maybe nine after the win against Tampa Bay tonight if they can do it? Which
2: would tie a franchise record. Yeah, done Um, twice. I, I would say what's been most impressive to me is not the offense, it's not McDavid coming to life. It's not um, Stuart Skinner. It's not the power play. It's the way that they've defended. And it's mm-hmm. been subtle. It hasn't been super um, complex. There hasn't been anything that's, you know, sort of brain power or massive X's and O's changes. They've outscored opponents 38 to 13 during this run, 13 goals against in eight games. And what I love about what I'm seeing from the Oilers is they're just making the simple play. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something crazy. Darnell nurse, take what's right in front of you. The rest of the guys on the defense corps, stop worrying about points. Just play and just just take the easy, most efficient route. And I think they've done that more often than not over these last couple of weeks.
0: Working way harder. Look at the back check Leon Dreisaddle had against Chicago. Came all he came back harder than he's ever skated. Forward, you know, going into the offensive we, zone. We
1: we yeah. well, everybody was always talking about the defense, defense, defense is a team, you know, it, it's not just defensemen. It's five guys on the ice working together, and now we are seeing it. Like, I think <laughs> that's
2: why we have such a hard time sizing up goalies, laddie. Yeah, because. We we pin all the blame on them, but really it's it's a lot of what happens in front, in front. of them, too, that leads to breakdowns that mm-hmm. I think it makes it an incredibly difficult position to evaluate properly.
0: Yeah. Uh, off topic, Frank, I assume that you'll be at the uh, stadium series game at MetLife uh, Stadium in February the 17th, Flyers and Devils? Probably
2: not. Oh. I've had my fill of outdoor games for okay. the
0: year. Well, I just it because the, the, I, I'm shocked that this wasn't our lead story today with our producer, uh, the Duke of Delbin, Brandon Douglas, that it was announced that the Jonas Brothers will be playing. Uh, he's a big Jonas oh, guy, huh? It's unbelievable. Here comes the
2: Duke. I literally scroll, when I was scrolling uh, on the internet yesterday after the show, I came across that news. I was like, oh, Kevin's going to be pumped. He's going to love this. So to Philly? the
0: Duke? He went to the concert here. It was awesome. Oh I, man, I, lost I bet he a little cleaned bit of up of re- respect
1: uh, yeah, you, Oh he cleaned up already. All right, Frank. Yeah. Show me your show me your screensaver on your phone. <laughs> Is it Jonas Brothers? Uh no, it's not quite that uh, far, but uh hey, they're good musicians, they're talented guys. Oh, yeah, man, they, yeah they are. Not my cup of tea though. Any uh kids' games you gotta coach on the
0: weekend, Frank? Uh three games this weekend. Tournament or what? Nope, just a busy slate. Ooh, what's oh. the, what's the record? What's the team record?
2: I think we are thirteen, eleven, and
0: two. Mm. Good, Bending record, yeah. Maybe yeah. Frank ends up in St. Louis. Oh. Uh, just still a lot of t- still a lot of tears.
2: Nine U, just I. I need them to get like one year older. The next, the next kid that comes off the ice crying after we let in a goal is just going to get hit with a clipboard.
1: <laughs> I I coach U eleven my son's team and we have breakdowns still.
2: they're so soft. I, I hate to say it, but this. The younger kids now are so soft.
1: <laughs> it's the different generation. My dad would just smack me across the hatchet, wake up, and go back on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> not, like, uh, I wouldn't even think about
2: crying. If yeah. I was crying, my dad would say, We're not coming anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or you guys could be like Jason Chimera, who coaches his daughter, daughter. and says it's way easier to coach girls than boys.
2: I bet. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah. I agree. Hey, Frank, thanks for this. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck uh, with your son's minor hockey games and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks again. Yeah,
2: have a good time and check, laddie. Yeah,
0: thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's uh, yeah. our headliner of the day for uh, Mr. Reuter from the Daily Face Off. Frank Saravalli, uh, Mr. Rooter, there's a reason. We call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrruder.ca. I should have said uh, thanks, Beck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being well, called <laughs> back for nine minutes of the show? I love it.
0: Well, I don't know. Must be Gregor's hair; it's
1: coming out and uh, it's covering his ears or something.
0: You can't hear what's going
1: on. Uh, maybe he was a little hungover. You never know. Yeah,
0: you never know. It's Thursday,
1: Wednesday, middle of the week. You know, some people like to go after it. You never know. I don't well, want to assume, but well, but but again, like like so, he's he's having conversation with Frank and. Kind of disrespectful reading an uh, article. It's but in the middle of it, with, I don't know. Exactly. But when I'm here, I'm I'm You're solely focused. focused on you. Or Duke and Jonah's brothers. No, I, I like your line, laddie. Let's see your phone. Let's see yeah.
0: screensaver.
1: And yeah, it seems like up, he's he's changing it on the go. I love it. Uh,
0: when we come up, come back. We got some open uh, text line. We'll have our ski report. And looking forward uh, in the nine o'clock hour to talking to uh, former NHL defenseman and current Tampa Bay Lightning al- analyst Brian Engblom, Eng, Engblom who played just some fab, won some fabulous. Teams. He was a great defenseman himself uh, with the Montreal Canadiens and Kings and uh, in his uh, career. So we'll have uh, Brian Engblom uh, at 9.20. And then Cal Nichols uh, coming up at uh, 10 o'clock. So some open text line. Give us a shout as well if you want. one 401 1440 It's curious. It's Schmeed. It's Sports 1440. More coming up right after the break. See? Now.
1: It's Christmas here.
0: What version? Who sings this version?
1: Did Maria
0: Carey probably, no. probably
1: your favorite Mariah Wham 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 oh Come on Wham You didn't, you just, no, did you, you did, just guessed I did, that I just yeah, listened to Carey? it in, in, I guess I guess, Wham. I just go Mariah Carey On every Christmas song No it's Taylor Swift sings it too Oh D-Swift Um Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, no?
2: Yeah, maybe we'll get that one in the mix later just for you, Kev. I liked it. I, All I, I Want for Christmas. I watched
0: uh, Love Actually on the weekend. Oh, nice. You know, and that song by Bill Nye, he sings at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you really like Christmas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah, have you, you nice. watched so, that? Did, did you, yeah, I, I've seen that. Movie. Oh, yeah. Have, uh, but your wife? Or
0: Well, she fell asleep, but oh. I discontinued on watching it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, there's some good parts
1: in it. Yeah, yeah you know. there
0: is. I
1: enjoy the it's nice, nice, nice little mo- movie night, movie day. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and this,
0: you know, okay. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Do you do you have one, laddie? Seeing this is our
1: last show together before Christmas. Well, it, it's it's a Czech movie. There's a bunch. Of, it's like a fairy tale.
0: Okay, what's what's the name of it? Marazik. Marazik. Is that? It's magic? like a
1: Russian. It's like a Russian uh, old Russian movie. Yeah. Is it black and white? No, it's like. It it just got the color, I think. <laughs> just I I don't even it's like from sixties or something or seventies. It's, okay, it's if, a fairy tale. If
0: you get a chance to watch, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. It's a, it's an old movie. Okay, it's the best Christmas movie ever. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, oh. that one is in black and white. That is black and white. Have you seen it, Duke? Uh, oh yeah. yeah okay. a lot life. of people haven't seen it. I don't know why. It's old. It. That's fine. Old, but you you'll like it. Yeah. Watch it with the kids; they'll like it. Okay. Uh Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We started our conversation with Laddie uh, in the eight o'clock hour with Mark Spector and his article with Zach Hyman about uh, basically to eradicate anti-Semitism, and it's an article that uh, Spector did with uh, Zach. If you get a chance, go to Sportsnet.ca and uh, have a read. Text coming in that we sort of branched off on, um, and Laddie was talking about his experiences in Czech. This comes from uh, Mike. I couldn't agree with Laddie more. I went to Poland when I was 24, went to Auschwitz concentration camp. That's
1: the biggest, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was the biggest eye-opening experience you could have. People need to educate themselves, which is exactly what Laddie said. Yeah. That's the number one, I guess, thing that we're trying to say to our listeners. Yeah. Educate yourself. Educate yourself, yeah. Because it's, that's power,
1: you know. I, I totally
0: agree. Uh, IMAX says, uh, wife being from the Australia area, Australia? Yeah,
1: Australia.
0: Uh Area, as Laddie will know, it's only about 90 minutes drive to Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Krakow, yeah. Yeah. which is close there as well. We both did it a few years ago. Crazy, just pulling off a highway and boom, there's one of the worst well-known places in the world. More strange that the town there is still called Auschwitz. Yeah. Krakow is where Schindler's was the trip, so... Has both depressing and uplifting feel. Uh, so again, yeah. but you they said mentioned
1: <coughs> Auschwitz is one of them, and Dachau is was Dachau. Na- another, yeah. like horrors, horrors.
0: But again, you say that you were there, and it yeah educated like, uh, you.
1: Yes, it's uh, it's honestly, I I I suggested for people who don't know much about history or what went on in the past to really go to these places. Read, mm-hmm. educate yourself. Big word, educate yourself, uh, and then it, yeah. and then you can go on with your life, and you can you know make your opinions afterwards. But don't do it before.
0: And those opinions probably will change if probably. you had if you it had is, the negative is, man,
1: implication. Like seeing the pictures of people, kids, like in those mm-hmm. camps man and you're walking the tunnels or walking the the hallways where they were yeah it's uh yeah powerful it's very powerful like it's it's very sad like you you almost want to cry mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest seeing the the little kids being there and not just like the pictures like they they have just like skin on them it's nothing else like it's, it was a horrible starved Yeah. starved like yeah. it's brutal yeah
0: so well, let's uh, let's get on to some other something more, something, more positive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oilers in action tonight, laddie, against uh, Tampa Bay. When you played, did you ever were you on a team? What was the highest winning rec- uh, in a row? Eight in a row, seven
1: in a row, <laughs> I don't five, know. six, I, maybe four. <laughs> I think maybe well, no, no. We we put together a decent, decent in twenty
0: ten. I yeah, I yeah, know yeah, it yeah, was yeah. five in a row yeah, on the
1: road. Yeah, yeah, because we, we did, but this is it's a good run. It's a good run, but this is. This is incredible. They can tie the franchise record. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be rooting for them, Mm -hmm. obviously.
0: So when you are on one of those runs and you can see the confidence right now, you just see it. And even Frank was saying a little details that you might see from the outside a little bit more. I don't see a drastic, drastic change to systems, to everything else since Chris Knobloch took over in the sense that it is... A one eighty, yeah. There's tweaks, yeah. There's things you you
1: notice that it's, co- it's the confidence, yeah. right? We talked about it. It's a crazy thing. It's the it's the thing between your ears. Yeah. It changes, right? Like we've seen last year, they can do it. They just lost the confidence, you know. There was a big talk before the season, a lot of pressure. Things weren't going their ways, and then the confidence goes down, and you start losing games, and it's now you're hearing. The, the the things you haven't heard before like you weren't hearing before now you're like paying attention to social media paying attention to media mm-hmm. people fans and it's weighing on you right like you're and then you put extra pressure on yourself how we can think uh, turn things around and you know the like Ken Holland said like i i didn't want to wait another couple of weeks and see if if they can get it going so he made a change. Mm-hmm. And nothing against Jay Woodcroft. He's a great coach. It wasn't his fault. You know, he still has the same thing. But sometimes you need the change, the impulse, the new voice. And look, like it wasn't, it didn't start right off the bat. Yeah, they won, what, three games and they lost three games. But, but then slowly, surely the team starts going. And what I like what Frank said. It's not about seeing the offense, being you, they're going to get it going at some point, McDavid's going to get it going. It's the team defense, how Mm -hmm. they play, compact game, all together, five guys on the ice, they're all on the same page. And all of a sudden, it seems effortless, right? Yeah. It's like, but that's the confidence. Now they have the confidence. And I'm not saying they, they might not, you know, they will probably lose a game here and there for the rest of the year. Like it's, you know, Hopefully not too many, but uh, but it the, the, your the brain is a crazy thing. It can take you to, to, to extreme highs or extreme lows. So hopefully they can ride the middle line, hopefully above the average, and roll with it as 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 long as they can.
0: I wanted to ask you about that Connor Bedard goal that he scored <laughs> against the Oilers. So if you were well, I guess you'd be the left defenseman. So if you were Matthias Ekholm coming back, Yeah, pretend you're in his shoes, and just kind of what did you see and like, what did you think?
1: Ekholm was closing pretty pretty quick <laughs> and he was leading with a stick, but just the quickness of Bedard, how he pulls it from the back end to forehand under his stick and just the release. Like regular mm-hmm. guys, it would take way longer and Ekholm would be able to Probably poke chicken But like it almost like He waited for <laughs> egg home stick together As so, soon in. as he got there He just yeah. like Almost like baited him yeah. And it's like And it's in Like I don't know How many you Like know I, I Like I don't know There's maybe Another like what Five guys Or three to five guys Who could I I cannot I don't even – I don't know if there's even, any – I mean, maybe, we were talking – is it – okay, Ovi maybe. Maybe Ovi, but – But no, not, not anymore. Not, not anymore, but, like, he's 3A, but mm-hmm.
0: – As far as a right <laughs> shot goes. And then what's – we saw McDavid do a similar and win between the defenseman's legs yeah. several shifts later. Yeah. I mean, kind of
1: similar, but different. <laughs> but, 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 but the quickness. The, the quickness. And better shot. No. <laughs> It's better than McDavid shots. Oh, yeah, you, know, you know, like McDavid does other stuff that's like yeah. mind blowing. But but that's release is it is out of... like that's the best in the NHL right now. I still and, and at, at, at eighteen years old, I I mean just the the technique when
0: yeah. you were young, you weren't taught to have your hands closer together like that. No, and I, whip more.
1: No, like I. I never have been taught any of that. <laughs> That's why my shot sucks. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you can you can tell he works on that, and I I've heard things about him how hard he works. Yeah, you know he really wants it. It's not just he's a generational talent. There is a lot of work behind it, and I just love it.
0: I just it's, can't believe like the shot in- and. <laughs> We've seen. Well, I mean, we saw it in World Juniors. We saw it in Regina, yeah, but and everyone. NHL, said, and this is against one of the best defensive defensemen yeah. in the league. I said it last year. We'll just see. We'll see how when he tr- tries to get a shot away and it gets deflected
1: or tipped or whatever. It didn't happen then. <laughs> no, and honestly, like you, you can tell, like Eggholm did everything right. Mm-hmm. There's like sometimes you just have to tip the hat. That's the you know whole just thing. that's the whole thing. There's like some sometimes the the guy's gonna do incredible play and he's a again generational talent. I would even blame Egholm. Like he did good. He did good job there. If if anything, uh, you, you know, he got uh, behind Bouchard a little bit. It it. But I, I was gonna say Bouchard was stepping up on the guy on the wall, but but it was he. He could have read that there's two guys on his side. He didn't have the support right away, so he could have stayed more in the middle. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be aggressive on on the blue line, I I would have be aggressive like that. Bedard was nice and patient in the middle. Great, great pass by Vlasic. Vlasic, yeah, uh, yeah. Head head up the whole way. He saw him right away. Good pass. Eggholm, good effort coming all the way across, and then but. Like I said, sometimes the play is just way too good.
0: You know what's funny? Because we had Troy Murray on the day before. Uh, and he's Chicago Blackhawks yeah. analyst. Uh-huh. He said, keep an eye on Vlasic tonight. Yeah. He's and, good. He's big too. Oh, I said, it wasn't a stretch to say he was the best defenseman on the ice for both sides. Because yeah, he played, he, that, he he played was 25 really minutes. Yeah, I know. He's he was good. on the ice against McDavid or Dreisaitl every shift. And he's young. He's 21 years yeah. old. It's 22, I think. Yeah. yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah, very um, good. we got a text, two texts from the hammer coming in. Oh god, yeah, I know. But we're gonna get to those after the break. We've got. Oh a-
1: my god, you gotta,
0: <laughs> you gotta make me wait. Yeah. Hey, one of them's pretty good. Hammer's not coming after Laddie today. Oh. Good to know. Uh, before that, uh, we've got our ski report and then uh, Brian Engblom coming up at uh, 9 20. And uh, first down, time now for a sports 1440 update brought to you by uh, Snow Valley Ski Club. It is now open for the season. Be sure to support your local ski and snowboard shop and get ready to ride the valley. You can visit snowvalley.ca today. Here is the Duke.